DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Jay Drew is going to join us uh, momentarily here. We're getting some people tweeting at us. We will get to this uh, later in the hour, your tweets. Hit us up, David DJ James. Take on BYU football expectations. Eight wins. Why there's a silver lining out there. Nine wins. Why there's a problem out there. Name me one advantage that BYU has over Utah. They don't have any. They got zero. Not one. I'm with you. I got nothing for you. I'd love to hear it. I wish I did. I don't take any pleasure saying it. But it is the way it is. Yeah. And some of the advantages Utah has are really important, really significant. Power five, access to the Rose Bowl. I think they're out there selling that like crazy and be what you can't. Do other schools treat you like a power five? And when they're counting up their schedule? Well, yeah, absolutely. But that doesn't give you access to the Rose Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl. Plus, it's just more fun, man. We're getting in the heart of the schedule. The Utes have a bye this week, and then they probably should be able to handle Oregon State. But then it's on. It is on. ASU's looming out there. Cal's looming out there. There's a big game at Washington. That game at Washington is just gigantic. Yep. I'm so, I'll be there. I am so much looking forward to it. To think that I get paid to go to that game is my wildest dreams. I'm going to be so geeked for that game. Good gig. It is. There's no question it is. Yeah. And, and BYU doesn't have that. You know, they, they don't have conference implications. The conference setting that just beat Utah got scooped up in was a, was a game changer. Without question. Yeah. Not debatable. Now, maybe that'll change in the future, but not right now. Looking at you, Big 12. And what I hope are you it doing? does change. Yeah. I wish for BYU to be on a level playing field. They're not right now. I wish they were. And then see what happens. Root for Missouri or Arkansas to decide they've had enough of the the SEC and they want to come home. Home to the Big 12. Just one of them, not both. I'm I'm actually rooting for BYU to get in the SEC. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not going to happen, but sure. They got the cash for $100,000 handshakes. You root for that and then you settle for the Big 12. Okay, all right. That's the way you play that out. So with with the framework in mind... For Kalani to be successful, it's got to be seven wins to nine wins in the regular season. Seven to nine. If he falls anywhere in that category of seven to nine, he stays on. He don't. Well, then beat South Florida. Amen? Because when you're trying to count up how to get to seven, it's a whole lot easier to get there if you beat South Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the reason why I don't bury them just yet is a lot of folk had them at two and three or possibly one and four. Yeah, personally, I thought two and three. I didn't think one and four. So I didn't think that right they on. would beat both Tennessee and USC. I thought they could beat either one of them. I didn't know they'd beat both of them. But I had Toledo as a win. The problem is when you beat SC and then lose to Toledo, that just increases the frustration. Right. It's almost better, and it's not, obviously. It's almost better if you lost SC... And then lost to Toledo. Well, you're just not good enough. But that doesn't make any sense. But it's it's like it's convoluted. No, logic. but I do think that if you beat Toledo and lose to USC, 
people that would say, well, you're achieving to the level of your talent. Once you can beat BYU and Tennessee, even if they're both in overtime, which they were, if you lose to Tennessee, it's inconsistent. And when people think they're inconsistent, they turn and look at the coach right away. Yeah. So, so as a coach, that level of inconsistency, that's, that's a problem. Now, to your point, so it's flat out losing all the time. So you don't want to lose them both. No. They got to get it done, man. It's just going forward, they've got a couple of big hurdles. And I had them two and three now, getting to seven and five, but it's just harder now. You don't have your starting quarterback, and their ability to defend the run is shockingly poor. I mean, they're 118th in the country. That's, that's San Jose State UNLV territory. Now, I get BYU doesn't have the recruiting advantages Utah has and all that, but sorry, I still got BYU a couple notches above UNLV. But literally, that's what it is. It's 118 to 120. The UNLV's ranked 120th in the country. Bill is 118, and San Jose State's 116. You can't be giving up 200 yards a game on the ground. And it's not just a Power 5 thing, because Toledo just ran for 240 yards. And if this is going to keep happening, how are they going to beat the top of the Mountain West? Because that's what Boise State, Utah State, and San Diego State look like. They were predicted as top of the Mountain West, then that's what it looks like right now. I don't think anything has happened here in the first month that changes. Oh, I think that, I mean, they can. I mean, they won two ball games and they're still 187th or whatever you said. So if they can beat SC by being 187th or whatever the hell they are, they can beat Boise and Utah State and San Diego State by doing that way. With their backup quarterback. It just seems like it's adding up. Well, yeah, but you just told me that there was a run defense that was the issue. Now you're back to the quarterback. So I'm. Ass- There's multiple issues, yeah, but, yeah, but to I'm me, ass- the run defense is the biggest issue. Yeah, but they've won two games with that one run they defense. Have. They beat two Power Five teams with that run defense, and they barely lost to Toledo with that run defense. Okay, so it's not. It's not like it's impossible. It is not impossible. I agree. Right. I think seven is still in play. Fine. Beating any of those teams is not that big of a deal. It's not. They're not that right. great. Beat one of them. And I, I oh, would, I think they can beat multiple. I would pick San Diego State of the three. I think they can beat all three of them. You think they're going to sweep them? No, that's not what okay. I said. I said I think that they can beat them. It's not they impossible. Can any, they can beat any one of the three. Their big freshman quarterback, well, BFD, Boise's got a freshman quarterback. I don't want to hear it. And so, uh, yeah, you know, you, this team has this player injured. Okay, and the other 22 on the other side, everybody's completely healthy. Stop it. Probably not. Yeah. You're going on and on and on. Win the game, man. If, if you have to play freshman and you don't like it, then don't play freshman. South Florida right out of the gate is one and three. They got their issues. Like BYU, they've scheduled some big games. I just don't see yeah. what the thing is that they cannot beat these teams. I, I don't understand it. I mean, I know they've, they've got injuries to their best running back and best quarterback. Sucks for you, but you, you brought these other guys on on scholarship. If you didn't think they were good enough, why'd you bring them on on scholarship in the first place? Because you got to bring somebody on. Oh, then, no, you don't. There's no rule saying you have to have a minimum amount of players. That doesn't exist. This isn't professional sports here. Well, they went out and took Emmanuel Supa just for this kind of situation. I mean, and they believe Jaron Hall's a player. Right? He rose up. He was barely back from a mission, and he rose up the depth chart. It's on talent, right? Yes. Well, yeah. we, if you weren't with us earlier, we were going over his athletic ability. Playing baseball at the college level. 
great. He's got some mobility, can run around a little bit. Bushman played baseball or he was going to, and so he's, he's a good athlete himself, obviously. He played season. Yeah. So if we're going by that, they've, they've got athletes there. It's not like it's totally barren. I, I refuse to accept this doom and gloom thing. I put a cap on their ceiling as far as what they can achieve and what is standard of success realistically. But I'm also on the other end thinking, no, I refuse to go. They've got no chance. I don't care what their run defense is. They should be able to beat Boise State, Utah State, and San Diego State with some of their talent. They're going to win all of those. But they should be able to win some. They should be able to compete. If you can't compete with the, either any of those three teams, then you're you got way more issues. Then fire everybody. Fire the administrator. Fire the president. Fire fire whoever the hell you want to fire. Fire them all. <laughs> if that's going to make a big difference, I'm kicking everybody out of Provo. If you, Let's if go. If you can't compete with any of those teams, then you've got major issues, and this program has fallen off dramatically it is the biggest fall of any program out there if they can't compete i'm not even saying winning i'm saying compete if you can't compete with these teams something is way wrong come well, they, on they've competed with boise state multiple times and compete again but they're two and seven against them so but they're not playing them and the two and seven has nothing to do with this year find ways to win I just, I, I just don't buy. Once you start buying excuses, you allow for defeat. It creeps into who you are and what you are, and then you're already doomed. Once you start, it's yeah, well, we're two and seven, blah 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 blah. Forget it. You're hosed. Cancel the friggin' game. Save the money. I don't buy it. Eight five five three four zero zone. Up. Phone lines are open. Efforting J Drew. Efforting. Catholic Matt, meanwhile, is ready to go. Catholic Matt, good morning. Wake up! I knew you were going to say that. That's old school. Woo! <laughs> okay. Woo! I'm like Ric Flair, baby. <laughs> get a hold of that rosary, Catholic Matt, and start praying and get these cougars where they're supposed to be. Dude, I was doing that on Saturday on that ESPN Plus with all the Maronis out there <laughs> and the Salamis. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, before I get into my little rant, I, I have something I want to say to PK. Your your thing about Twitter. Yeah. You're right on, dude. There's a lot of there's a lot of crap out there. People just spew it. Uh, our society is just getting so hurtful uh, to the point where it's it's to the point where it's bullying. It's just it's just it's sickening to be honest with you. I don't know why people have to feel like they got to put someone down just to make themselves feel better. But hey, you know, I and I applaud you for doing what you're doing. Thank really, you. I, and I'm sincere about that. I genuinely mean mean what I say. I think that's cool that that uh, you're taking a hiatus because uh, it's just terrible. People should treat each other with a little bit more respect and dignity. And Agreed. that's what I'm going to do in my my little rant here. I'm, I'm not, you know, I know I, I've come on and I've said, you know, they need to get rid of this and that and whatever. You know, I'm just to the point where I've accepted apathy and I just, you know, I've gone to, I've gone to some games this year. I have not bought season tickets. I've stayed true to my word where I said I'd buy individual tickets and go. I went to the Utah game. I went to the uh, Washington game. Of course, they're 0-2 when I go, so maybe I'm the problem. So I'm not going to go to any more games this year, so maybe they'll win. But, 
here's the thing. I, something that I disagree with, everyone, a lot of me, some media, a lot of fans say BYU does not have the athletes. That's a bunch of crap, man. BYU's got athletes. They've got capable football players. I just don't I – I'm questioning, you know, are they disciplined? I'm not seeing a disciplined team. I'm not seeing uh, – seeing them being coached up to, to an extent. And that's where I think the difference was with Bronco and Kalani. I, I really think Bronco would not lose to a team like Toledo. Yeah, I know Bronco had his issues with Utah. You know, he was about on par with Utah State, even though he had a winning record against Utah State. But his teams were competitive. They, For the most part, they were pretty competitive. They, they played, and they played hard, and... I, I'm just—I don't know where to go anymore, man. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not even pissed off anymore. I don't even—I'm not even pissed that they lost to Toledo. I—I I told my wife when we were listening to the game, watching it, I was like, they're gonna lose. I knew they were gonna lose. I mean, come on, man. This must be what it's like to be an Aggie fan or a youth fan back in the '80s and '90s when BYU was doing so well. So I, I'm with those fans that in the past. I just, whatever, man. If they, if they beat South Florida, awesome. If they beat Boise State, awesome. If they beat Utah State, freaking hallelujah. If they beat someone else, great. If Kalani stays, great. If he goes, great. You know, whatever. Until, until the powers to be that want to make BYU what, what it can be, it's just going to be the same old, same old. Okay, so I get, it, I get man. a lot of what I get a lot of what you're saying there. What is it that the powers that be have to do in your mind? Just one or two things that they do that would turn BYU football around and lessen your apathy. Well, one, I think they need to be in a conference. All right, I don't, I, I don't know what conference that is. I'm not saying Mountain West. I'm not saying. Uh, you know, uh, a the AAC or whatever that is. What what I think they should do, and I think I think they can do it. They should go to the the Big Twelve and say, "Look, here's here's twenty million dollars. We want to buy ourselves into the conference." I don't know. I'm sure that's far fetched. Whatever. Okay, that's one thing. They need to be in a conference. All right, that's number one. Number two, I think that if they really want this to be a missionary tool, which I think it can be in which I think it was at one time, it's only a missionary tool if they're winning, all right? And that's and that's, that's the fact of the matter. So how do they do that? Well, I guess they got to put more money into the program. Instead of using a lot of that money that they get for football and whatnot, they need to put it back and invest it back into the program, whether it's facilities, um, recruit. Freaking Utah spent a million dollars on recruiting. They flew around. What are they flying? Private jets for a million bucks? I'm sure there's plenty of LDS guys out there that have their private planes that can put Kalani or Grimes in a plane and send them off to Fiji or wherever they need to go to get the talent, man. So, so I guess more money, right? I don't. I mean, that's that's above my pay grade. But I tell you what. They can hire me. I got some great ideas, outside-the-box ideas, and I probably wouldn't last two days. I'd probably get kicked out because of my honor code issues. That's probably the third thing they need to fix, the honor code. 
that's probably what they really need to fix. Maybe that should be number one. Yeah. All right. Catholic Matt, thanks for the call. Thanks for checking in. That sounds like a movie, doesn't it? Grimes on a plane. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Don't right? need no mother. Was, was that Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, snakes yeah, on, snakes a plane. on a plane. <laughs> Campy. All right, when we come back, everything you've missed over the course of this show, we'll get you all up to speed. And uh, Yach will continue to track down the potential whereabouts of one J. Drew. Radio silence. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh gets win number one, drops Cincinnati to 0-4 with a 27-3 win. Chicago Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky has a dislocated left shoulder, a slight labrum tear, does not need surgery, reportedly will be back sooner rather than later. Raiders linebacker Vontez Perfect suspended for the rest of the season and the postseason if the Raiders make it. He will not be paid. All because the helmet-to-helmet hit Sunday on Colts tight end Jack Doyle. The league citing his repeated violations of unnecessary roughness rules and handing out the longest suspension ever for an on-field incident. Broncos lose defensive end outside linebacker Bradley Chubb to a partially torn ACL. He's done for the year. The Broncos are also 0-4. Major League Baseball playoffs start tonight. National League wildcard Brewers and Nationals, 6 o'clock on TBS. Angels have fired Brad Osmus after just one season as their manager, increasing rampant speculation that Joe Madden, the former Cubs manager, will be the new boss in Anaheim. Top of the wire brought to you. By Action Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They're looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electricians to join the Action Superhero team. Paid training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match. Call today and join the Action Plumbing Superhero team at 801-833-3333. That's Action Plumbing. Big Show show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Tyler Huntley looks so much more comfortable in the pocket. He'd step up in the pocket or he'd avoid some pressure, kept his head up, hung in there, and let the play develop, hit him with a perfect pass. And then when he actually chose to run, it's so much more effective because he's a threat to pass. It makes a huge difference. That offense was impressive. The Utes are feeling pretty good heading into this week break, although I'm sure Kyle's not going to have the guys laying on rafts in the pool. (laughs) Hey, fellas, I have an idea. You play so well. Then why don't you just take some time off? Turn this up. Catch the Big Show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJPK and Jay Drew joins us now on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Jay, good morning. Good morning, guys. All right, Jay. BYU, two and three. You've covered them for years. What do you think and know about this team that the average fan doesn't know that would either set their mind at ease or let them know that disaster is imminent and they can at least brace themselves for it or maybe success is imminent and they should keep their keep their dauber up and not not get too wound up about the loss of toledo yeah i mean i just think uh mediocrity is imminent i mean i just think they're just going to keep doing what they do which is go finish around 500 um just uh you know they basically 
aren't better than a lot of teams they play. They have to play near perfect to win, which they pretty much did against USC when they don't play perfectly, like they did against Toledo, missing a couple field goals, you know, having the interception at the end. Uh, then they then they lose even to even to teams that they probably should beat. So it's just a I called it a, a fragile team, and I, I just think they're they're easily 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 breakable. And uh, I don't know if it's their psyche, their mentality, or just the fact that they're just not really heavily talented. Just but they're just where they, they are what they are, I guess, which is just pretty much an average, mediocre college football team right now. I can remember when I was walking across the stage at my college graduation and they had my announcement and they followed my name with, he is imminently mediocre. So I can relate to the Cougars. (laughs) (laughs) Imminently mediocre. Yeah, I mean, you know, there there was some hope when they got beat or when they beat USC and they beat Tennessee, but um, I think they were really exposed against uh, Washington. And then again, the other day, uh, the offensive line was supposed to be a strength of the team, and it's just, it's not. I mean, they struggle to pick up third and short. Um, sometimes the play calling doesn't seem to match the personnel they have on the field. And it just, I don't know. It just, uh, um, that loss at Toledo was was pretty um, pretty revealing. I think that uh, I think if BYU fans were hoping for a you know a nine ten win even eight win season, I think that probably uh, sent those hopes crashing down. It's just a team that just not real deep and not real explosive. So they have to, like I said, play almost perfectly to win, and and they obviously didn't do that against Toledo. So what do you think can happen with Jaron Hall? You know, I think he'll do well his first game because there's not a lot of tape on him. There's and there's not a lot of film out there, and I think uh, South Florida doesn't look like a very good team. So, I think he should do well. I think the true test will come against Boise State and Utah State in in his second and third games. Um, but you know, he's a, he's an excellent athlete. He's a very confident. It seems like the players are really confident in him, at least the ones that talk to us after the Toledo game. Um, so I think he'll do well uh, off the bat, but I think I think it'll be a little bit like the USC guy, uh, Keaton Slovis. I think I think uh, once there's film out on him and teams can adjust to him, that it might be a different story. And and obviously the the talent level of the teams they play will go up in his second and third games. How about that, DJ? J. Drew saying, I think he'll do good off the bat. I see what he did there. Baseball reference. That was a baseball joke. I got it. <laughs> see, he's capable of playing two sports. I'm intentional, but... <laughs> You'll take it? I'll take it. Just take it. Yeah. So, uh, it's fun to talk about quarterbacks, especially at BYU. There's a long tradition of that. But uh, everybody's running the ball on these guys. BYU has given up almost 221 yards a game. That is ranked 118th out of 130 schools. Why are they struggling to stop the run? I mean, this is really bad news. Yeah, I think part of it is, you know, you got to go back to it's a really young, inexperienced linebacker core. Um, I think that's probably the heart of it. Um, but but 
if you, I think a little deeper, they don't seem to have an identity. They they go from a you know a three man front to a four man front, and then it it seems like they're still experimenting in a way. They don't they don't really know what they're going to hang their hat on. Um, they rotate like almost like hockey shifts with their defensive linemen, and I know they're trying to keep them fresh and all that, but. It seems like they need Kyrus Tonga on the field on every play, and they just don't have that. And um, and and maybe it's because of his conditioning. I don't know. But if I were to put a finger on why they can't stop the run, I I would say number one, the the linebacking core is very uh, new, young, and inexperienced. And number two, they just haven't don't seem to have an identity yet of really what they want to do. So since it's imminent mediocrity. That doesn't bode well. What's going to happen then with the administration as far as what they do with the coaches? Wow, that's a, that's the whatever sixty four thousand dollar question or whatever it is. I mean, I um, it's just you know it's almost like it's uh, I have different thoughts on it week to week. You know, obviously they beat USC and everyone thinks you know Kalani's maybe bought himself a couple more years and then they. They look pretty bad at home against Washington, and maybe you can chalk that up to Washington's really good. But then this this loss at Toledo, I think, was was inexcusable uh, as far as Kalani's future goes. It's just there's there's too much funding for this program. They're spending too much money on assistant coaches, as Tom Homo had said a few years ago, that to to go out there and and to to not not beat a, uh, a you know, a MAC team, uh, granted an upper level MAC team, but a MAC team nevertheless. So, uh, I think that was a really damaging loss. Um, what they'll do, I don't know. I mean, honestly, everybody's speculating, and and I guess I would include myself in that. But um, it's just, you know, Tom Homo is really. He doesn't talk to the media a lot. He really doesn't. If you look at what other ADs do, including Mark Harlan at Utah, so it's really difficult to get a read on kind of what he's thinking. And uh, and so, who knows? I guess is my short answer. So that's that's probably an accident, huh, Jay? What? That he doesn't talk to the media a lot. No. <laughs> I didn't ask you. So. <laughs> that's probably a what? It's probably not an accident, is it? Right. Oh, I mean, he doesn't sure. want to be. Yeah, he doesn't want to be grilled on this. It would be hard to answer this publicly. We're not halfway through the season yet, so there is an argument for just letting it play out, and maybe it will all be clear. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's probably what they're going to do. Um, I think uh, you know they got to consider what's this doing to recruiting and other things. I mean, there's a lot of other things to consider, but. Obviously, it it, it's, it appears that that's the tack that BYU administrators are taking is to let the season play out and then decide. Okay, so with that in mind, going forward, I think most folks have an understanding of what they're up against, and they're up against more than they've ever been up against since pre-Lavelle Edwards days. So with that in mind, if they can find a way to get to eight wins, I think most folks would consider that fairly successful or successful enough under the circumstances how close are they to getting to that? Because it, you say it's eminently average or mediocre, but it doesn't seem like they're that far away from getting to where they could at least sell it as a decent season and a decent program. Yeah, I think I think there's two 
critical games, uh, and that's Boise State and Utah State. And uh, I think they have to win, win at least one of those. And right now, those are looking like big ifs because both those teams appear to be better than BYU right now. Um, and so I think Kalani's record against rivals, those three rivals that everybody talks about, is I think he's one in ten, one in nine, something like that. So if they go out and lose again to Boise State at home and then Utah State on the road, that that would really be tough to ignore if you're a, a BYU administrator. But another bottom line is is how many people are going to show up to that Boise State game, and but then also down the road when they play Liberty and and Idaho State, and if the fans vote, you know, by not showing up, that's another bad sign for. Kalani, I think. Uh, I would agree with that. I think fans, uh, no one fan has that much power, but all fans together have a tremendous amount of power. So I'm with you on that. And when fans vote with their with their wallet and they do or don't show it up, I think that speaks volumes. Um, but I would say, and you can correct me on this if you want, uh, that if they split those two games with Boise State and Utah State, if they beat everybody else, and they're eight and four, and what did you really expect? Yeah, I I, I I totally agree. I think if they get to eight wins, it's uh, it's you know they can consider it a success, um, but for sure. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think I think they can probably stumble one more time, um, maybe two, uh, maybe that San Diego State game at the end, but uh, but yeah, I don't think they can afford to lose more than two more games and 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 basically keep everybody happy, so to speak, and and keep people saying that it was a successful year. You talk about not having depth. What's been the issue there? They just can't find the players? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things. They, retaining players, you know, everyone knows academically it's a, it's a very difficult school, and it's not only difficult to get kids into, it's difficult to keep them. And a lot of these guys that have been in the transfer portal have left, it's, it's because they haven't been able to, you know, to – cut the mustard academically and um and so that's a big part of it i mean you go back and look when they opened against utah their starting safety was a kid named hayden livingston who's also the holder and he's a he's a walk-on freshman walk-on returned missionary and like they're trying to beat utah with a freshman walk-on <laughs> returned missionary at safety. Um, it's just like, to me, that tells you they have no depth. I mean, when you're playing a guy, and, and they did that because they moved Diane Gunwalaku to corner, and, you know, there are reasons for that. And Zane Anderson was, uh, at the time, was, was moved to linebacker. But still, you just wonder what what kind of, what happened to the recruiting when when you're basically having to play you know, a guy with zero experience in the opener against your biggest rival. I mean, that, to me, that's just illustrative of the of kind of the lack of depth. And then, you know, they've had the injuries to Zane Anderson and other people, and and the, the backups just just uh, there's a big drop off. To be honest with you. Well, Jay, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for checking in. Um... Imminent. All right. I hope it wasn't too much of a Debbie Downer, but uh, imminent mediocrity kind of loss was, yeah. 
<laughs> Imminent mediocrity kind of set a tone for that no, segment. I feel great. I know you do. <laughs> Jay, All th- right, well, thanks. Pleasure coming on, guys. All right, thanks for checking in. We appreciate it. All right, there's Jay Drew. You can read him in the Deseret News covering BYU football. Imminent mediocrity, PK. That's a phrase that's going to stay with us for a while. That one's not going away. may not be right. I suppose there's people listening to this who think it's both too positive and too negative. How can you beat USC and be imminently mediocre? They started a freshman quarterback and you picked him off three times. Right, Boise's starting a freshman quarterback. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your feedback coming up next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The head coach of the Utah Jazz, Quinn Snyder, you're certainly capturing a lot of national attention. I know you probably don't spend a lot of time on that stuff, but when you become a little bit of the hunted and not the hunter, do you worry about a mindset of a team coming into a season? Well, to be honest with you, we were picked third in the West last year. I don't think we're picked third in the West this year, so I don't know if we're being hunted or we're hunting. Or I hope we get hunted a little bit because that gives you urgency. And I hope we do some hunting too because <laughs> I think with that, whatever. Whatever the external perceptions are, you know, however we process that, it's important for our focus to be on maximizing who we are. And that doesn't mean you don't have goals. You know, ideally we have high goals and, you know, enthusiasm for those, but the way to get there is to kind of dig in. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. PK, you're looking at the wrong thing. It's not recruiting. It's the transfer portal. It's the transfer portal. It's the transfer portal. The next freshman All-American Utah has will never see his sophomore year in Salt Lake because some car dealer in the South is going to pay him to leave. All we heard about Kalani was how great of a recruiter he was going to be for BYU. Well, the past four recruiting rankings from 2016 on have been 49, 66, 78, and 81. Not good enough. Everybody was clamoring to get rid of Bronco. Now they want to get rid of Kalani. It's not going to get any better. Tom Homo does these guys no favors the way he schedules. DJ PK, it's time for the feedback of the day brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. All right, PK, we got a lot of people weighing in on BYU football. Sticky Pear says, I'll accept P5 losses as long as BYU plays at a potential and plays disciplined. No stupid penalties, no drive-killing, drive-extending, third-down penalties, drop passes, turnovers, missed tackles. Right now, they don't do the basics, and that's unacceptable. Exclamation point. Well, the basics is beating Toledo, and they didn't get it done, so all those other things are magnified. Cameron G, Cougar fan checking in here, and part of me agrees with PK, but another part of me thinks the bad losses are going to be more common going forward, and that six and six or seven and five will be the high water mark. We got to do better than that. Ray says, "I totally agree with you, PK. I can take five hundred against the P5s, but losses like Toledo have got to go away. We have to be able to win more than lose against Utah State and Boise State as well. Those games are must wins this year." I don't know that I go so far as must wins, but I agree with the premise. Well, they're two and three. If they lose those two, they got to beat everybody else to get to seven and five. 
I understand that. But I'm I'm speaking generally. Yeah. Not necessarily I, specific, I think specifically it, to this, this season. This hurts Cougar fans, but you know you don't control everything. And the Aggies are just in a way better place in this decade. Conference affiliation, facilities on down the line than they were in the previous decades. And you owned them in the 80s and 90s, but those days aren't coming back. They're, they're better and they're going to win some games. Right, that's why I'm saying it's not necessarily a must-win because of those various things. You need to be competitive with them. and you have you got to win as least, many as you lose yes. and maybe win a few more. Yep. But the days of a decade of 8-2 and two or 9-1, and one, those are gone. That's, yes, exactly. Uh, S.E. Diaz says, serious issue I see is on defense. How soon does Kalani do what Bronco did and take over the defense? If that's what it takes, then do it. All right, DJ PK, we're out of time. Tony Nosser coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow.